0: Ashley Brock, reading Macy Yates' book, Need Me, Cowboy, Chapter 5. The next morning, Faye's body was still teeming with weird emotions. It was difficult to untangle everything she was feeling, from what had begun with Haley had called him attractive, to what she felt when she'd watched him continue to chat with the blonde, to when she'd ultimately excused herself because she couldn't keep looking at their flirtation. She realized when she had been lying in her bed that the reason she had to cut her girl's night short was that she couldn't stand knowing whether or not Levi left the bar with the pretty blonde. She was sure he had. Why wouldn't he? He was a healthy adult man, the kind who had apparently had a fake ID, so very likely a bad boy type, meaning that any impromptu one-night stand probably wouldn't bother him at all. Heck, it had, heck, it had probably been why he was at the bar. Her stomach felt like acid by the time she walked into the Gray Bear construction building. The acid feeling didn't improve when she saw that Joshua was already sitting there drinking a cup of coffee in the waiting room. What are you doing here? She asked and kicked the door shut with her foot and made her way over to the coffee maker. Good morning. Shouldn't you be home having breakfast with your wife and kids? Kids? I would be, but Danielle has an OB appointment later this morning. Joshua's wife was pregnant, and he was ridiculously happy, ridiculously happy about it. And Faith was happy for him. Two of her sister-in-laws were currently pregnant. Danielle was nearly so, and Bobby and Poppy do soon. Mia and Devlin seemed content to just enjoy each other for now. Her brothers were happy. Faith was happy for them. It was weird to be the last one, so... Res- Resultantly single, though, even with her dating life so inactive, she had never imagined she would be the last single sibling in her family. I need to be at that appointment, he said. She's getting an ultrasound. I see. So you came here to get work done early. I've been here since six. I guess I can't scrawl at you for that. So why are you scrawling at all? She didn't say anything, and instead, she checked her buzzing text. It was from Levi, just his address. Nothing more. It was awful early. If he had a late night, would he be up texting Maybe he just. Maybe he's just still up. She wanted to snarl at that little inner voice. You busy today? Joshua asked casually. Not really. I have some schematics to go over, some designs to do, some emails to send to a meeting later. I don't have you down for a meeting. Great. She should have known her PR brother would want to know what meeting she would be on at. It's not like a work meeting. It's like for a school talk. She stumbled over the lie and immediately felt guilty. No school contacts with me. Everything is supposed to go through me. I can handle community work in the town of Cooper Ridge, Joshua. It's not like this is Seattle. And there's not going to be press anywhere asking me stupid questions or trying to trip me up. It's just Cooper Ridge. Still, the door opened and Isaiah came in, followed by his wife, Poppy, who was looking radiant in a tight, kneeling dress that showed off the full curve of her rounded stomach. They were holding hands with their fingers laced together, and the contrast in their skin tones was beautiful. It always initiated a sense of artistic pleasure and faith. Isaiah, happy, made her feel that way. Pleasure and faith. Never so Well, in general, seeing Isaiah happy made her feel that way. He was a difficult guy, hard to understand, and seemingly emotionless sometimes. When he, when he looked at Poppy, there was no doubt he was in love, and no doubt that his wife was in love right back. Good morning, Isaiah said. Do you know Faith had a meeting with one of the schools today to give some kind of community service talk? Joshua launched right in. The dickhead. No. I said, so looking at it, you really need to clear these things with us. Why? That's not on my schedule, Poppy said, pulling out her phone and parking around the screen. Don't start acting like my brother, Space said to her sister-in-law. It's my job to keep track of things, Poppy said. This is off the books, Space said. I'm allowed to have something that's just me. I'm an adult. You're young, Joshua said. You're incredibly successful. Everyone wants a piece of that, and you can't afford to get out endless pieces of yourself. She has to took a drink out I can manage, Joshua. I don't need you being controlling like this. The company functions in a specific way. But my life doesn't. I don't need to give you an account of everything I do with my time. And not everything is work-related. She spun on her heel and walked down the hall for some reason. Was immediately hit with a flashback from last night. Levi did talk to her like she was a child. Levi almost flirted with her. That was what last night had been like like flirting. The idea gave her a little thrill, but there was no way Levi had been flirting with her. He had been flirting with the pretty blonde. Faith made sure the door to her office was shut. Then she opened up her office door, pulling out mirrors she kept in there that she didn't often use, just quick cheeks before meetings quick checks before meetings, and not to make sure she looked attractive, to make sure she didn't look 12. She tilted her chin upward, then to the side, examining her reflection. It was almost absurd to think of him wanting to flirt with her. It wasn't that she was unattractive. It was just that she was plain. She had never really cared. Not really. She could look a little less plain when she threw on some makeup. But then, when she did that, her goal was to look capable and confident, and old enough to be entrusted with the design of someone's home. Not to be pretty. She twisted her lips up to the sides and moved them back, making a kissing face before relaxing again. Then she sighed and put the mirror back in her drawer. It wasn't that she cared. She was a professional, and she wasn't going to act on any weird feelings she had, even if they were plausible. It was just... When she had talked to Levi last night, she had left feeling like a woman and then she had come into work this morning and her brothers had immediately reset her back to the role of little girl she thought about that so effectively that before she knew it it was time for her to leave to go to levi's place she pulled another bag out of her desk drawer her makeup bag and made the snap decision to go for an entirely different look accomplished with much inner with much interest in searching for daytime glamour An easy tutorial. Then she fluffed her hair, shaking it out, making sure the curls looked a little bit tousled. She threw the bag back into her desk and stood swaggering out of her office where she was met by Isaiah, who looked backward, amazed at the surprising sound. What? She asked. You look different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She waved her hand. I thought I would try something new. Mm -hmm. You're going to give a talk at one of the schools? Yes, she said. Which one? He pressed. He made an exasperator. Why do you need to know? He said nothing, staring at her with a jaw from him. You need to know because you need to be in Poppy. Poppy's planner because if it's not in Poppy's planner, it will feel incomplete to you. Is that it? She would long since given up trying to understand her brother's particular quirks. He had them. There was no sense fighting against them. She was a sister, so sometimes she poked at them rather than doing anything to help him out. That was the way the world worked, after all. But she realized as she got older that he wasn't being inflexible to be obnoxious. It was something he generally couldn't help. Yes, he was wanted to stone flat. If he was surprised that she had guessed what the issue was, he didn't show it. But then Isaiah wouldn't. Copper Ridge Elementary. She said the lie slipping easily past her lips, and she wondered who she was—a woman. That, too, she was a woman who had made an executive decision about her own career, and she did not need a brother's medal in, 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 all in it. Her makeup wasn't significant to anything except that she had been sitting there feeling bad about herself, and there was no reason to do that when she had a perfectly good eyeliner sitting in her desk. Thank you, he said. <laughs> Are we done? Can you add it to the calendar and pacify yourself and leave me alone? Is everything okay? He asked a question on character's sick problem. I'm fine, Isaiah. I promise. I'm just... Joshua's right. I've been working a lot, and I don't feel like the solution is to do less. I think it might be time that I took some initiative, making sure I'm filling my time with things that are important to me. Of course, she was lying about it being school children, which made her feel slightly guilty, but not guilty enough to tell the truth. Isaiah left her office then to update the planner. Faith assumed, and Faith left shortly after she put the address to Levi's house and her car's navigation system and followed the instructions, which led her on much the same route she had taken to get up to the mountain to meet him the first time. The building site it appeared that his rental property was on the other side of that mountain, on a driveway that led up the opposite side that would that wound through evergreen trees and took her to a beautiful, rustic-looking structure. It was an old-fashioned, narrow A-frame with windows that overlooked the valley below. She appreciated it, even if it wasn't something she would ever have put together. She had a fondness of classic cozy spaces. Though her design always tended toward the open and the modern, she had grown up in a tiny yellow farmhouse that she loved still. She loved her parents still She loved that her parents still lived there in spite of the financial successes of their children. Of course, Levi's house was several notches above the little farmhouse. This was quite a nice place, even if it was worlds apart from a custom home. She had been so focused on following the little rabbit trails of thought on her way over that she hadn't noticed the tension she was carrying in her stomach. But as soon as she parked and turned off the engine, she seemed to be entirely made of that tension. She could hardly breathe around it. She had seen him outside, out in the open, and she had talked to him in a bar, but she had never been alone indoors with him before. Not that it mattered at all. She clenched her teeth, got out of the car, gathered her bag that contained her sketchbook and all her other supplies. With the beat of each footstep on the gravel drive, she repeated those words in her head. Not that it mattered. Not that it mattered. She might be having some weird thoughts about him, but he certainly wasn't having them about her. She could only hope that the blonde had vacated before Faith's arrival. <laughs> Why did that? the thought of seeing her here make Faith feel sick? She couldn't answer that question. She didn't even know the guy, and she had never been jealous of anyone or anything in her life. Okay, maybe vague twinses of jealousy that her brothers had found people to love, or that Haley had a husband who loved her, that Mia had found somebody. The fact that Mia's somebody was Faith's brother made the whole thing a bit inaccessible to her. But those feelings were more like envy. This was different. This felt like a nasty little monster on her back that had no right to be there. She stood herself and knocked on the door and waited. When the door swung open, it seemed to grab hold of her stomach and pull her along, and a tense, sweeping sensation rode through her. There he was. Today he traded in the black T-shirt and hat from the last couple of days for white ones. The whole look was beautiful and nearly absurd, because he was not a white knight, far from it, and she wasn't innocent enough to think that he was. But there was something about the way the light color caught hold of those blue eyes and reflected the color even brighter that seemed to steal every thought from her head. Every thought but one. Beautiful. She was plain, and this man was beautiful. Oh, not pretty. Scars marred his face and a hard line went through his chin, keeping him from being similar symmetrical another one slashed his top lip and even then the angles of his face were too sharp to be anything so explicit as pretty beautiful (laughs) come on in he said stepping away from the door she didn't know why but she expected a little more conversation on the porch maybe to give her some time to catch her breath sadly he didn't give her give her give it to her. So she found herself following his instructions and walking into the dimly lit entry. It's not that great, he said half of his surroundings. The it's cozy. She said, yeah, I'm kind of over cozy, but the view is good. I can't say that I blame you, she said following his lead, making her way into the living area, which was open. The point from the house's A-frame gave height to the ceiling and the vast windows with the entire space. The furniture was placed at the center of the room with a hefty amount of space all around. That must have been really difficult. Are you going to try to absorb details about my taste by asking about my personal life? Because I have to tell you, my aesthetics runs count, counter to where I've spent the last five years. I understand that. No, it wasn't a leading question. I was just commenting. They started the investigation into my wife's disappearance when you were about 18, he said, and while you were in school, I was on house arrest, on trial, and I spent time behind bars, and that time you started your business, and here you are. A lot can happen in five years, as you can, or a hell of a lot of nothing can happen. That's the worst part. Life in a jail cell is monstrous. Things don't change. An exciting day is probably not a good thing because it usually means you got stabbed. Did you ever get stabbed? He chuckled and looked up his wife's t-shirt, so he was in a broad, expand of expand tan skin. Her, bra- her brain process things and snatches another tattoo a bird stretched across the side, and then the shifting and bunching of her well-defined muscles, followed by her regis- registering that there was a sprinkle of golden hair across that skin, and then her eye fell to the raised, ugly scar that was just above the tattoo's bird Once, he said, he pushed his shirt back down, and the face shifted uncontrollably, trying to settle the feeling that the bird had, peeling, had peeled itself right off his skin and somehow ended it in her stomach, fluttering and struggling for freedom. She looked away. What happened? She put her hand on her own stomach, trying to calm her in response. She didn't know if that was intense, unsettling feeling was coming from her horror over what had happened to him or over the show of skin that had just occurred. If it was the skin, she was going to be very disappointed in herself and in her home notes because the man just told her he'd been stabbed. Responding to his body was awfully base. Not to mention insensitive. I made the man who did it regret that he never seen me. Suddenly, there was nothing in those icy blue eyes but cold. She didn't doubt what he said. no. I see. You probably don't, and it's for the best. No, I didn't kill him. If I had killed him, I would still be in prison. He sat down in the chair that faced the windows. He rested his arms on the sides, the muscles there flexing as he moved his fingers, punching them into fists. But a brawl like that going badly for a couple of. Cl- Inmates. That easy that's easy enough to ignore. I got a few stitches because of a blade. He got a few more because of my fists. People learn quickly not to mess with me. Apparently she sat sitting down on the couch across from him, grateful for the large oak coffee table between them. Is any of this furniture yours? No. He mine. Good. Not that there's anything wrong with it, per se, but she knocked on me. If you were married to a particular piece, it might make it more difficult. Design-wise, I prefer, prefer to have total freedom. I find that in my life, in life, I prefer to have total freedom. I prefer to have total freedom. He said, the corner of his mouth corking upward. A rash of heat started at a scalp and prickle down. Of course, I didn't mean... You know that I didn't calm down even. that I'm not that easily offended unless you stabbed me. Right, she responded. She pissed around in her bag until she came up with her notepad. We should talk more about what you have in mind. Let's start with the specifics. How big did you want the house to be? Big, he replied. It's a massive lot. The property is about 50 acres, and that cleared out space seems like there's a lot of scope there. 10,000 square feet. Sure, he responded. She put her pin over the pad. How many bedrooms? I should only need one. If you don't want more than one, that's okay, but guests? The only people who are going to be coming to my house are going to be staying in my bed, and even then, not for the whole night. (laughs) She cleared her throat. Right. She tapped her pin against the side of her room. You know, you're probably going to want more bedrooms. In case of what, orgies? Even then, we'd need one big room. All right, she said, you want an unprecedented one-bedroom, 10,000-square-foot house? It's up to you. She forgot against the blush. <sighs> Flooding her cheeks because this entire conversation was getting a little earthy for her, and it was making her picture things, imagining him touching women, and specifically the blog from last night, and she just didn't need that in her head. <sighs> I wasn't aware I had ordered judgment with my custom home. I thought I ordered an entirely custom home to be done to my specifications. <laughs> she popped her head up now. Now, this was use- she was used to. Argument who hired and didn't listen. You did hire me to design a custom home, but presumably you want my design to influence that. That means I'm going to need. I'm going to be giving input, and if I think you're making the decisions that's strange or stupid, I'm going to tell you. I didn't get where I am by transcribing plans that come from the heads of people who had absolutely no training. If there's one thing I understand, it's buildings, it's designs, homes. I want to take the feeling inside of you. And turn it into something concrete, something real. And I will give you one bedroom if that is what you really want. But if you want a computer program to design your house, then you have no feedback. I'm not a computer program, I'm an artist. Okay, that was pushing it a lot further than she usually liked to go, but it was annoying her and making her feel hot. It was uncomfortable, unforgivable. A mouthy one, he commented. She said, I know my value, and I know what I do well. I appreciate that quality in anyone. and appreciate it when I push back. I'm not doing it just for fun. If it will make you feel better, you can put a few bedrooms in. There will definitely be room. to that anyone think of... Anyway, think of resale value. Not my concern, he said. You never know. You might care about it someday. She cleared her. No bathrooms? Now, bathrooms. Put well, down the appropriate number you think there should be. Obviously, you want me to have a multi, <laughs> multiple bedrooms. I would assume there is an appropriate bathroom number that can so coincides with it. Well, you're going to want a lot for the orgies. She bit her tongue around as she said words. Yeah, Drew, the last thing you want is for everyone to need a bathroom break at once and for there not to be enough. She took a deep breath and slowly. The fact of the matter was, this conversation was serving a bigger purpose. She was forming a lot of ideas about him. Not actually about Orchard's, but about the fact that he was reverent. That there was humor lurking inside him in spite of the darkness. Maybe in part because of it, that he was tough resilient. The things glanced over him like hardship and knife plates. Small idea began to form, then expanded into the sorts of things she had been thinking when they had first met. How she could use curves, angles, and lines to keep from needing doors, but to ask also give a sense of privacy without things feeling closed off. Can you stand up? She asked. She knew it was kind of an odd question, but she wanted to see where his lines of sight fell, wanted to get an idea of how he would fill the space. It wasn't a family man. His space was going to be all about him, and he made it very clear that was what he wanted. She needed to get a sense of Sure. He responded, pushing himself up onto his feet, arching an eyebrow. She walked around him, made her way to the window, following where she thought his line of sight might land, then she turned her face and... Obscuring his view. What are you doing? I'm just trying to get a sense for how a room will work for you, for um, where your eye is gonna fall when you look out the window. I can send you measurements. She made a thing. You're six foot three. I am. He said. How did you guess? I can visualize measurements pretty darn accurately. I'm always sizing up objects, lots, locations. That's what I do. It's still impressive well i did have to see you stand before i could fully trust that i was right about your height <laughs> and how tall are you <sighs> she stretched up five two <laughs> mm-hmm. and smile curtains and you wouldn't even be able to reach things in my house it's no matter i can reach things in mine how would you design a house for two people with heights as different as yours as ours so you have Her allow your stomach doing uncomfortable as well obviously when it comes to space Preference has to be given to the taller person so they don't feel like things are closing in on them. He nodded. His expression mocked her, definitely. Mostly with a family, she said, which I designed for quite a bit. I try to keep things mostly standard in height, with little modification here and there that feel personal and special and useful to everyone. Very nice. Good deflection. <laughs> I wasn't deflecting. He crossed his arms, his gaze to. He crossed his arms, his gaze far too soon. You seemed, you seemed uncomfortable. I'm not. You would want space for a big bed? I would. Her brain blank, howled out completely. If you were designing a room for a man my size, even if the woman was small, she's older so it's suddenly I suppose so, but then I figure there's never a drawback to a big bed. I have a referral I can give you for custom furniture, she said, ignoring the way her heart was thundering at the base of her throat. Imagining all the things that could be done in a very large bed, (laughs) in gauzy terms, seeing as she had no actual real-world experience with that. I may take you up on that offer, he said, his words like a slow drip of honey. Well, good, that's just great. It's a custom sex palette. She pretended to write something down. Oh well, trying to hide the room no matter what it sounds like. He said, "I'm not actually asking you for a glorified brothel, though I'm not opposed to that being a use. But I want this house to be for me, and I want it to be without limits. I'm trying. I'm tired of being limited." Her heart twisted. Right. I, I understand. She sucked in a sharp breath, went to move past him, but he spoke again, and his voice made her stop. I shared a cell with a minimum one other person for the last five years. Everything was standard, everything in the size down. Dirty, uncomfortable, a punishment. I spent five years being punished for something I didn't do. She tilted up her face and realized that she was absurdly close to him, that she was a breath away from his lips. Now you need your reward. That I do. His voice went low husky. She felt unsteady on her feet, like she wanted to lean in and press her lips. to his. She should move. She was the one who had placed herself right there in front of him. She was the one who had miscalculated him, but she wasn't moving. She was still standing there. She couldn't seem to make herself shift. She licked her lips and she saw his gaze fall in motion. His eyes were hot again and so was she all over. She was suddenly uncomfortable by the ear to reach her hand out and touch that scarred that scar that marred his chin, the other one that slashed through his lip to push her hand beneath his shirt and touch that scar he had shown her earlier. That thought was enough to bring her back to earth, to bring her back to her senses. She took a step back, metallic tang, filling her mouth, humiliation, fear. You know, he says, they lock men like me up. It's a pretty good indication you should probably keep your distance. He didn't do anything, she said. That doesn't mean I'm not capable of doing some very bad things. His eyes were hot, so hot they burned. And she should move away from him, but she wasn't. Heaven help her, she wasn't. She tried to swallow, but her mouth was so dry. Her tongue weren't frozen in place. Is that a warning or a threat? Definitely a warning for now. He turned away from her and faced one of them. If you listen to it, it'll never have to be a threat. Why? What she felt right now was a strange kind of emotion. It wasn't anger, it wasn't even fear. It was just a strange kind of resolve. Her brothers already treated her like a child who didn't know in her own mind. She wasn't about to let this man do the same. Let him issue warnings as if she didn't understand exactly who she was and what she wanted. She might not know who he was, but she damn well knew who she was, and she hadn't even done anything. Maybe she wouldn't. Maybe she never would. But maybe she wanted to, and if she did, the consequences would be on her. It wouldn't be for anyone else to decide. She might not know who he was, but she damn well knew who she was. And she hadn't even done anything. Maybe she wouldn't. Maybe she never. But maybe she wanted to, and if she did, the consequences would be on her. It wouldn't be for anyone else to decide. Least of all, this man, this stranger... A little girl, he said his voice dripping with disdain. if you have to ask why, then you definitely need to take a step back. <laughs> little girl, no, she wouldn't have this man talk down to her. She had it all over her life. <laughs> she had it all over her life from well-meaning people who loved her, people whose opinions she valued. She wasn't going to let him tell her who she was or what she wanted to tell her what she could handle. She didn't step back. She said, I have a feeling you think you're a singular specimen, Levi Tucker. You, with your stab wound and your rough edges. Her heart was thundering. Her hand shaking, but she wasn't going to step away. She wasn't going to do what he wanted or expected. You're not. You're just like every other man I've ever come in contact with. You think you know more than me simply because you're older or maybe because you have a, a penis. She despised herself for a stutter. What is that? But as tough as she was trying to be. She could not utter the word. <laughs> a foot away from a man, not effortlessly. She sucked in a sharp breath. I'm not exactly sure what gives men such an unearned sense of power, but whatever the reason you think it's acceptable to talk down to me without acknowledging the fact that I have a that I have navigated some incredible difficult waters that would be difficult for anyone, much less someone my age. A lot harder and more filled with resolve than most people will ever be. I don't do warnings or threats. You might do well to remember that. He reached out, the moving lightning fast, and grabbed hold of her wrist. His grip was strong, his hand held. And I don't take lectures from prim little misses and pencil skirts. Maybe you do well to remember that. Lightning crackled between them at the source of his touch, but all around them too. She was so angry at him and judging by the fire in his eyes, he was mad at her, too. She arched forward, and he held her fast. His eyes never loomed. Do they offer a lot? She asked Prim Little Misses, I mean, to lecture you. I can't say any of them have ever been able to bring themselves to get this close to me. She reached out, flexed her fingers, then circled them into a fist. Before resting her fingers flat onto his chest, she could feel his heartbeat raging beneath her hand. She could feel the rhythm echo in her own labored breathing. This was insane. She never, ever touched a man like this before. She never wanted to, and she didn't know what kind of crazy had taken over her body or her mind right then. Only she only knew that she wanted to keep touching him, that she liked the way it felt to have him holding, holding tightly to her wrist. Then she realized. Then she relished the feeling of his heart beating against her skin. smelled good, like the pine trees in the mountain air, and she wondered if he'd been outside before she'd come over. A man who couldn't be contained by walls, not now, And her literal job was to create a beautiful new cage for him. She suddenly felt the urge to strip him of everything, all his confines, all his clothes, to make it free, to be free with him. The earth were strong, so strong. She was almost shocked to find she hadn't begun to pull out his t-shirt. But what would she even do if she succeeded? He released her hold then, but she could still feel his touch lingering long after he'd taken away his hand. She felt dazed, thrown, stunned to discover the world hadn't collapsed around them in those moments. In those moments that had seemed like hours, but had actually been a You years ago. She should. She really, really should, but she didn't want him to know he scared her. It's not even him that scares her. You're scaring yourself. I'm going to go sketch, she said smiling on. This has been very enlightening. Your plan is to go off and decide me a prison cell now? No, she said. I'm a professional, but trust me, I've learned quite a bit about you. And my first question to you wasn't leading, not necessarily, but everything that was discussed here... It will definitely end up being fodder for the design. You're truly going to be in a prison of your making by the time I'm through, Levi. So you best be sure you like what you're using to build it. She didn't know where she got the strength or the wit for all of that. But by the time she turned on her heel and walked out of the A-frame heading back to her car, she was breathing so hard she thought she might collapse. But she didn't know. So she got in her car and drove away. Same rock-solid sense of resolve settling in her stomach. Now, as it had been there only a moment before. Attraction was that what had just happened back there? Attraction to a man who seemed hell bent on warning her off? Why would he want to ward her off? If he really did see her as a little girl, if he really did see her as someone uninteresting or plain, he wouldn't need to ward her away. What is he said? what he say about threats? By well, the time she pulled back into a garage construction, she wasn't hyperventilating anymore, but she was certain of one thing. Levi Tucker was attracted to her, too. She was not certain exactly what she was supposed to do with that knowledge. She felt vaguely helpless, knowing she couldn't ask anyone, either. Her brothers would go on a warpath. Haley would caution her. Mia would, well, Mia would tell Devon because Devon was her husband and she wouldn't want to keep secrets from them face network was severely compromised for one moment that made her feel helpless then the next it was her decision she realized whatever she did with this it was her decision she wasn't a child and she wasn't going to, to count on the network of people she was used to having around her to make the choice for her. and she wasn't going to worry about what they might think Whatever she decided it would be her choice, and whatever happened as a result, she would deal with the consequences. The resolve inside of her only strengthened in chapter 5.